0: Hello and welcome to the very first live stream event of my podcast, Make It Rain, with me, Josh Smith. Make It Rain is all about queens who own their own power and make it rain in their own lives. We've had on Vanessa Kirby, we've had on Lily Collins, we've had on Lydia West, you name it, the queens have made it rain with me, talking about the challenges they've had to overcome in their own lives. And today is no different, because today we are joined by pop queen Anne-Marie, In case you didn't know, Anne had nine Brit Award nominations. Oh, okay. Four million album sales, babe. Nothing. Five top ten singles. It's just like a walk down the park, babe, Not isn't enough. it? <laughs> Not enough. And today we're going to be talking about the second album, Therapy, which is out V Soon. Mm. Talk about that new pop, the bop with Niall. Ooh. And so much more. Yeah. And to top it all off, we are also joined by our virtual wall. Ooh. Hi, guys. get to it, babe. Yes. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing very
1: well. Yeah? Yeah, I've just had a donut. <laughs> I feel full up. Yeah. And I've, I'm just having a juice as well. I feel great.
0: Full and ready to go. Yeah. Ready to make it rain, babe. Ready. <laughs> ready to ready. make it rain. Yeah. Well, I'm so excited because the new album is finally on the horizon. I know. Album two. Babe, give me a little juicy tidbit. What can we expect?
1: First of all, it's so weird when I hear other people talking about it because yeah. it's been like a secret for so long. So long. And just people knowing it is freaking me out because I'm like, are you sure you're meant to know that yet? Who, who told you that? <laughs> <laughs> but it's real, it's out, and everyone knows about it. Um, I think everyone knows there's 12 tracks on it. Yeah. Um, they're all brilliant. No, <laughs> don't <laughs> They're all number ones. Um, <laughs>
0: Just adding to that roster of like you know accolades yeah. that we were talking about earlier.
1: Yeah, well obviously the, our, our song is on it yeah. and Don't Play and Way Too Long and they're the only three that people know so far. Mm-hmm. So the rest are completely unheard of.
0: Okay. No one's
1: heard any of it. Because sometimes I put snippets online yeah. on Twitter and stuff like that. And um, I, because I, I get really impatient, so sometimes I'm like, I'm going to show people my music then. <laughs> And, and I've seen some people tweeting, is this on the album? Is this on the album? But no, nothing that I've shown before is on the album.
0: Okay, so calm yourselves, guys. Yes. Yeah. There's more to come. All
1: new stuff.
0: But we do know that it's called Therapy. Yes,
1: you do know. And that. I think <laughs> <that>. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> Which I think is such a poignant title, especially mm. after the year that we've been through and like the mental health crisis going on right now. Yeah. Why did you decide to call the album Therapy?
1: Um, f- <laughs> First of all... Someone's
0: very excited about other two up there, babe.
1: <laughs> First of all, I think the obvious reason being for everyone is that music is therapy to all of us, right? mm. That's an obvious thing. It helps us through hard times, if we feel alone, if we feel like we need to just let loose and dance in our living room if we want to go to a festival. It's all Music is always there for us throughout our whole life. But more so... When, I, when the pandemic happened and I didn't have my life anymore mm. of music, I, I just crashed. I was like so low, so sad, and just confused about what, what made me happy anymore. Mm. I didn't know what it was. So I started doing therapy once a week and it completely changed my life. I'm not even joking you. I've tried so many different types of therapy before, hypnotherapy, um just Just loads of different bits of pieces i've tried, and speaking to a therapist, an actual psychologist on zoom has has changed my life completely, mm. and i've been writing the album during that process, so i 'd get off a therapy lesson and do some writing and so you can hear it. I think it's almost like you can hear. It's the same subject, so I've, I always talk about real stuff. I'm yeah. not just all talking about, like, Oh, babes, light, you it all up,
0: babes. It's yeah. literally, like, you've got the body image stuff, you've got the mental health stuff. It's, yeah. like, it's all in there. You're very honest. Yeah,
1: I, I always am. But I didn't... I, I thought to myself, having a title like therapy is such a great thing because you feel everything mm. in a therapy session, yeah. right? And I... So I didn't feel like I had to stick to an, a therapy theme of, like... Uh, think, help me! I need you know yeah. all that like intense feeling. I wrote about you know angry songs, happy songs, revenge songs, which are obviously my favourite, um, <laughs> and everything. But it's it's almost like the first album, but with the perspective of who I am now. Mm. So it's just, yeah, it's crazy.
0: It's crazy. What was it like having the courage to go to therapy mm. for the first time? Because that's a big moment, isn't it, when you like pluck up the courage to be like, do you know what, I need a little help and Mm. I'm going to go. What was that process like for you?
1: Well, I, yeah, I get it because when I was a teenager, there was no way that I would ask for help. I would just be like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, Mm. I'm fine, I'm fine. And then um, I think I just, I tried therapy before actually and it didn't turn out great because they weren't the right therapists, and I mm. thought, oh, therapy don't work. Yeah. But it actually, was just the person that weren't right for me, which I think is so important to know. Because mm. loads of people try therapy out, and it's not necessarily the right person. Yeah. You know? um, so I I had that view on it. I was like, oh it didn't work. It didn't work. And then when I went into lockdown and got really low, my manager was like, just please try it out. Mm. And I just I just went along, and I just thought, let's just see how it goes. I didn't put the pressure on myself too much to think, this is going to fix me, you know? I just went and went along with her questions and just spoke and just told her my life. And I'm still doing that to this day. Like, it's a long process. Mm. I don't think I'll ever stop now. And and I always think, so many people say to me, I I wish that people didn't wait until they feel like they needed Needed therapy. To go to therapy. Yeah. Like, I feel like everyone should just have a therapist. Mm. For no reason.
0: Because it's also a process, like, we've talked about therapy on the podcast before, especially with Amy Lee Wood, and she was saying it's kind of like getting a root canal. Like, you get <laughs> it out and you have to really get in the root to get it all <laughs> yeah. out. And then you're almost a bit like, oh my God, why do I even bother starting this process? Because I'm further down the line than I thought mm. I was, or I'm further back than I thought I was. Yeah. What's the kind of lesson that you've learned the most from going to therapy?
1: Well... The first thing I got told was to not just think that everything's going to be fine after the first session. Mm. It's not just going to be like <laughs> greatness after I'm that. I'm great,
0: I'm perfect, yeah. I'm in Club Nine. Oh, yeah, well,
1: <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> I, at the moment, you are. Yeah, um, that was the good thing that I learned before I went into it. And then as I was going through the process, There was even some times where I felt like I didn't need to have the session that Mm. week. I was like, I'm fine, don't really have much going on, but I did it, I stuck to it, and then that would be the best session of my life. Mm. I was like, oh, I really needed that, I didn't even know that I needed that. But definitely true, you can get therapy, you can go for whatever therapy you're going to go for, whether that's just talking to your friends or writing songs or whatever you choose to do, just because you've started the journey doesn't mean it's gonna be perfect from yeah. that moment on. I, I still have my ups and downs, mm. but they're not as drastic as they were before, <laughs> yeah. you know? Because I was so intense. Mm. I was like either really happy or really, really sad. And I feel like now, if I have a bad day, I'm I'm always like in the middle a little mm. bit, which is a good place to be. Because you can
0: manage it. Yeah. Because I think it's so much pressure, and I feel this in my own life, to be like, super happy all the time and mm. if anything upsets that equilibrium and i'm like oh my god i'm so sad but i'm like, oh, can't <laughs> I yeah. crying in the car like i literally did yesterday for like 20 minutes because i felt really overwhelmed yeah and actually like it's important to feel the sad emotions sometimes isn't it oh, yeah. because unless you unless you feel it you're just going to keep burying it yeah. right
1: yes destruction is bad mm. basically sometimes can be good for the moment yes <laughs> But I tried distracting myself for so long. I tried everything, just, you know, going out, drinking, just being with my friends, ignoring what was going on in my mm. head. And then obviously lockdown happened and I had no You'd choice no escape. but to. Yeah. And I know it's the cliche thing because it was either like I was just going to go in a spiral down in lockdown or I was going to find my true self mm. and, you know, discover what I love and what makes me happy. And luckily I chose, I got to that route. But there's so many people that are still probably in a really bad place from lockdown. It was devastating. Yeah, like it was so tough. But luckily, I was just able to get back up from there. I think the best thing I told myself is that when I got to that really low point, is that there's no way that it could get worse. Mm. <laughs> like. It can only get better from yeah. this moment. I know? think
0: we've all kind of learned because we don't have the trappings of what our normal life was like before, like during the heavy part of lockdown. Mm. We can see people, we can do all the things we used to do. Like you yeah. can go out on stage, you can perform, you can release a single, you can do any of that stuff. So you have to face yourself in new ways. Yep. I don't know if you feel like this, but this is something I feel like I've learned. I've learned to become my own ally in mm. a way that I haven't done before. Do you feel like you show up for yourself yeah. in a new way?
1: Yeah. I think for me, I, 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 always, I always felt like that about myself. I always could like stand up for myself mm. and, and stand my ground. I think the problem with, with me was is that I wasn't living my own life. I was always making decisions and acting in a way that I, w- I knew people would like me to act, mm. because I wanted them to like me. That took control of every action I made and every decision I made. And and it's stressful and it's unhappy. I felt unhappy and now I wake up in the morning and I do every single thing that I want to do and that makes me happy. Yes. And then I can make other people. Other people people happy.
0: happy. Because you have to work on that relationship with yourself before you can work on your relationships with other people, right?
1: Exactly. I I was given so much to everyone else that I was left with nothing of myself, Mm. so definitely learnt that looking after yourself isn't selfish, it's necessary.
0: Oh my God, 100%. (laughs) Is that why it's so important for you to be an ambassador for a charity like Mind, who £1 of the tickets are going to today, Ah, which is amazing? Why is that important to you?
1: It's important because I feel like it's really hard to see if I'm helping people through my music, because Mm. especially in lockdown where you can't go to a show and see people enjoying and letting go Mm. and just having that moment of freedom during the show, I couldn't see that. I, couldn't, I didn't know if the music I was making was helping people. I, I didn't have that feedback. So being in a part of something like Mind, where I know they're saving people mm. every day, they're saving people's lives, just through having conversation, just for, for being there for people if they, were, if they needed, makes me feel like I'm doing a good thing. And it's, they're amazing. They really are.
0: Because that's what's so important about the kind of open, honest conversations we're having today and that we always have in the podcast is because if you're open, honest with yourself, mm. it allows you to be honest with yourself. It allows you to deal with the things you're going through. And also, if you're open and honest, it also helps other people, right? Because, yeah. I mean, I've been to one of your gigs where everyone's literally like <laughs> losing their minds, especially at like the perfect bit. And I was like, what? She was like, this is so impactful. Mm. What's kind of like a message from one of your fans that's really hit you and really you've been like oh my god it's so amazing I've been able to help someone like that.
1: All the time yeah. honestly. And any message I get from anyone no matter what the situation whether it's like a really big thing or a really small thing makes me overwhelmed mm. with happiness. I I think I, I was really I really get thrown back when parents come up to me actually yeah. and say stuff like my daughter really loves you, or I'm so glad that my daughter has you to look up to as an artist. And that just makes me go, wow. <laughs> You're like, whoa. Yeah, because it's like generations. Yeah. I want to be able to speak to every generation, you know, and it's, uh, it, that makes me think about what I want to say in my music. It helps me knowing that I'm helping people mm. along the way. So, yeah, it's, it's amazing.
0: What do you think music's helped you? process the most.
1: Everything? Yeah. <laughs> like I've but never boys,
0: like yeah. everything.
1: I've never written a diary, right? Yeah. And I don't and I think my sister's written a diary every year for the past ten years. Oh
0: my god, that's commitment. Yeah. Bridget Jones ain't got a patch on that.
1: <laughs> but she's always been able to get little bits out or yeah. It's mad to think that just writing something down will help you process mm. a, an emotion because you always feel like you have to tell someone yes. or, or speak it out. Yeah. When if you write it down, it just helps. So if you, I always say to people, if you feel like you actually can't speak to anyone, just write it down on a piece of paper. And I think that's what songwriting's done for me because I never kept a diary and I never spoke to anyone about my feelings. I was always able to do it in songwriting sessions because the, the people that I was writing with didn't know if it was like real or just art. Yeah. I was like,
0: oh. I'm so arty yeah. today, babe. I
1: just, so I just feel really strongly about this subject. But I was like actually letting everything out that I'd been through. Yeah. So it was, yeah, songwriting has, has helped me process mm. and become a better person from all of those situations that I've had. And they are not normal stuff that everyone goes through, like breakups with exes and feeling crap about your body. Like, I've been through it, so I'm gonna sing about it. And it's funny, because when you talk about perfect to me, I was on the way to that session, I watched a podcast on um, just body image. And it made me think that, you know, I need to just own what I'm embarrassed of Yeah. because embarrassment and shame are so powerful. Mm. They, they literally hold us in a cage as humans. And I'm like, I'm just going to n- remove embarrassment and shame from my life and my brain at the moment and write down all the things that I, I just have about me that I've, I've been embarrassed mm. about. And, I, and it was quite scary and I was like, do I put this on the album? Do I release this? Do I sing this on tour? And it's funny to think that that is the song really that gets the most response from yeah, people. Yeah, it
0: does. And I've it, seen it from my eyes, Yes. Yeah,
1: yeah, so that, it just tells you how powerful it is to mm. remove the shame. Seeing people talk about mental health has helped me talk about my mental health. Seeing people's cellulite has helped me be comfortable with my cellulite. So I'm going to keep talking about everything like that. So hopefully it makes everyone else feel comfortable.
0: Yes, babes. That is the queen spirit. (laughs) We love that round of applause for that babe, that queen moment, living for it. Because how do you think your definition of perfect and perfection Mm. has changed? Say from like when you were a teenager Mm. to now.
1: Okay. When I was a teenager, being perfect was, no spots, tiny waist, mm-hmm. um, skinny, perfect teeth—just everything perfect. And then now, I think perfect is feeling good. Yeah, like it's a feeling. It's not a look. Mm-hmm. And and so that's what I've been been def- defining it as yeah. now because. Perfection is just ridiculous. Oh, It's disgusting. It's, just, it's
0: also just exhausting. It's just
1: disgusting. It pisses me off. Yeah,
0: because also one day you can wake up and be like, I am feeling myself. And then you'll mm. take yourself and you'll be like, whoa. Uh. <laughs> and you're literally like, God. And if you're in that constant battle with yourself, you're having that constant dialogue. And if you can break the circle of that dialogue and just like cut it in the middle and be like, no, babe, I'm yeah. not doing this to myself today.
1: Yeah it's a, it's a hard thing right but once you actually feel good and confident in yourself mm. and you love yourself regardless of what anyone else thinks of you it changes every single part of your life from waking up you can read if say on a bad day for example you wake up you read a tweet and it just ruins your whole confidence you feel like shit the whole day you know you burn your toast yeah. you feel like crap like everything's going wrong yeah. but if you wake up and you feel good mm. you love yourself you see a bad tweet and you can brush it off you burn your toast you put a new <laughs> bit of bread in like
0: it, it pop it in the bin babe basically put all the negativity yes. in the bin babe. So yes. that's basically what yeah. we're saying
1: if you feel good and you love yourself deeply
0: mm.
1: nothing else matters and that is where i'm getting to definitely not there yet yeah but the the amount i've changed since the beginning of lockdown is crazy. I just want, I just wish everyone could feel that contentness, mm. you know?
0: I think contentment is such a underrated feeling, because mm. I think all the time we're constantly looking out to be like grabbing onto like relationships to give us value or like this success to give us value. But yeah. actually the, what I've learned, especially during lockdown is that contentment is actually the ultimate success. Have mm. you kind of discovered that as well?
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think for me, living your life with your own decisions purely based on your happiness Mm. has changed my life because I always thought I knew what people were saying about me and thinking about me, but you'll never know. And I've read this thing once where I always thought that people looked at me and thought, Ugh I don't like that, or "She." I always felt like they were doing that to me. And someone said to me, when you go to a beach and you wear a bikini, people aren't looking at your body, they're looking at their own body Yeah and I'm like, oh yeah! <laughs> that's every day Yeah like, People ain't look do, When people look at me now, I, I'm in my head I'm thinking, oh they like my hair colour or it's a positive mm. way because having that attitude in your head is only stressful for you everyone else around you isn't stressed it's just it just affects you. I mm-hmm. just I wish that I could just rattle everyone's head. I'd just be like, and it's not that. it's yeah. just
0: you. And you got to enjoy you. It is you. Yeah. This is the
1: thing. I used to blame everyone else as well. Mm-hmm. I was like, they're not doing that right. They're making me feel like that. Uh, that has made me feel like this. Actually, I'm making myself feel yeah. like that. I, I, whatever, how I react to things is my decision.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So... I just can't. It's just so much to yeah. say. It's just like It's just like
0: that one, you are the one person who can change the dialogue about yourself, right? Yeah. Like, because then that controls the way you react to other people. Because like, if you're comfortable in yourself, then you, and if someone like gives you attitude or gives you negativity, you can be like, well, to be honest, I know I haven't done anything wrong, so that's all your energy. So yeah. we can deal with that, we can talk about that, yeah. but then you just don't take it on yourself, which I think is one of the most valuable lessons I've ever learned, be yeah. like, okay, that's your energy, that's fine, I'm going to go this way and that's yeah. okay. Yeah. Can you remember the first time when you thought to yourself, oh my God, I actually really like myself on um, that journey?
1: Gosh, I think it's hard to say a particular point because it's just a long mm. thing. It's like the long game. I can't... It's, it's, it's almost like the question reminds me of like people saying, so what have you done to like feel better? And I'm like, I can't say one thing mm. because that one thing don't work. I can't say go to therapy, and that will. And that solved yeah. everything. Yeah. yeah, I can't say just every morning, just do a bit of yoga, and then you'll feel fine. It's not one thing. There's there's so many things that you need to do to work on yourself. So it's hard. It's hard to answer mm. that question because every day it's like. It's a, it's an improvement yeah. every day.
0: And one day you can have a down. Oh yeah. And then, then you're like. Then you can't beat yourself up for having a down because yeah. ultimately it's a long, winding road, isn't it? Mm-hmm. To quote that Beatles classic, <laughs> Beth. <a> long... <laughs> right? Roll... Or the, like the Gareth Gates Mill Young version. Yeah. That was a classic. <laughs> yeah. An underrated classic. You need to bring that back. <laughs> now, we've already seen a lot of queenly behaviour from you today, babe. And you are a queen mm-hmm. in your own right. Yeah. But who do you think has passed the crown onto you and inspired you the most?
1: Hmm. If I think back to like, in particular artists, mm. for example, in music. I think it's people like Pink and... I guess, like, J. Cole and Kendrick Lamar. Just, like, people that weren't scared to say stuff or look different. Mm. Or... That, that made me feel, kind of like, as a kid, looking at Pink. I was like, that's who I'm like. Yeah, I'm not like that and I'm not like that, I'm like her. And, and that made me feel comfortable. So knowing that they made me feel like that makes me want to do the do same. Do that for other people? Yeah. So in regards to music, that, yeah. But in regards to other people, mm. I've got so many people in my life that have taught me so many things. All different people um, around the world, really. Everyone I meet teaches mm. me something different.
0: This is what I say all the time, because I honestly think that any conversation you have in life can be a moment of self help if you're looking for it yes. or if you're willing to look for it. Yeah. Because, like, I spoke to you, man, me- we were saying about this before we came over <laughs> there, like, five times. Yeah. And, like, there's so many times that I spoke to you, and I remember it was just before the Brit Awards in like 2020, so before the whole world shut down. And you said so much stuff to me about the way you've managed your anxiety and the way you cope with it that made me feel, oh my God, I felt like that in that moment. And that's so important to be mm. able to do that for other people, isn't it? Yeah. And have those conversations. Yeah.
1: It's just a conversation. Yeah. I think it's really scary to be vulnerable. Mm. Especially if you like if you feel like you have I always say this but say like you have a group of friends, right? Yeah. And you are almost classed as a personality in the mm-hmm. group of friends. And I feel like sometimes people have the role of being the funny one yeah. or the the mum or mm-hmm. you know, the one who looks after everyone else and they feel like they can't cry. Or open up to their friends because yeah. they're worried that they'll lose that reputation mm-hmm. in their friend group. Yeah, and I feel like, I feel like we just all need to let that go. You know, we're all sad. We all get sad. Mm. It's literally a fact.
0: <laughs> it's that a fact. is a solid fact. Stop babe. trying to hide it. Yeah,
1: you are gonna be sad. You're gonna want help sometimes, and that's okay. Mm. And the just having that first conversation is like. Oh, no, I can't do this. But as soon as you open your mouth, the person you're talking to will say, Mm. I I will guarantee you this, the person you tell your problem to will say, I feel like that too.
0: Or I felt like that last week or the week before. Yeah. Is there a conversation you wish you had sooner, even with yourself or someone else, that would have helped you?
1: Hmm. I I think... Again, a hard question because I probably did have these people mm. telling me the stuff that I've been told this time that's made me realise, but I didn't. it didn't go in yeah. back then. So, like, someone would have said to me before, don't worry about what they think, mm. you look brilliant. And I would have been like, no, I don't <laughs> I look like shit because I feel like shit yeah. and I'm not going to take that on, you know? And then it ain't until I make the myself mm. and, like, take the first step on loving myself, and then someone says it to me, don't worry about them, it's fine. Yeah. And then I'll go, oh, yeah, yeah. So it's weird because it, it only goes in when you're ready.
0: When you're ready for it and you're receptive <sighs> yeah. to it.
1: It's quite annoying. Isn't that's then?
0: quite annoying, basically. You wish it just happened when you were yes. ready. You're like, I'll just talk about this issue. But then yeah. it takes so long to get to that point. Yeah. It's a full fricking process, isn't it's it? so long. It's <laughs> so long. Yeah, it's so just annoying. like You just want to get to the end and be like, yeah, yeah I'm done now, I'm complete. Yeah. We're never wholly complete people. And that's what we all need to realise. And that's why perfectionism, perfectionism? Is that a correct word?
1: We, we can make it We can make it work. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's so negative because you're never going to get to that end goal. Yeah. And that's such an important thing to remember. Make It Rain is proud to be working with Aurelia London, the experts in probiotic skincare. I don't know about you, but coming out of winter, my skin is looking super dull. So to bring back my glow, I've been using Aurelia London's Probiotic Concentrate to supercharge my everyday skin routine, using it alongside the Aurelia London Day Moisturiser. Probiotic skincare gives the ultimate glow, no matter what your skin concern is, from fine lines to rosacea and even pigmentation or acne. And because Aurelia London and Make It Rain are all about empowering people to glow inside and out, I have a special code for you. Get 20% off the entire range by heading to aurelialondon.com and using the code Josh20 at the checkout. If you could go back to the you that was at the start of your career, and she was sat right here, right now, <laughs> imagine. <laughs> yeah. I'm you, also wearing a double-breasted yeah. suit, thing. so
1: Same not um,
0: What would you want to say to you?
1: Um, I think the biggest thing is, like, worry mm. of what the future will bring. Um, not knowing is mm. okay. Because I always felt felt like when I was 16 and leaving school, I had to know what I wanted to do with my life. Yeah. And no, you don't.
0: (laughs) You absolutely don't. No, you
1: don't. Um, I think it's just that everything's going to be okay. Mm. You know? Like, it's cliche, I guess, but it is, actually. Like, everything is actually going to be okay and you might be full of anxiety right now because I was probably sitting there like that. <laughs>
0: like that, while also then trying to pretend you're not.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that. Um, but in the end, it is all okay. Like, mm. Everything is okay. Feeling sad is okay. Um, feeling... All like the bad feelings that you feel are actually okay. It doesn't mean you're failing yeah. or, or you're losing or, or, or everything is going to be bad. It's just a part of life. That feeling.
0: It's so true. Well, it's been more than OK, babe, in fact, hasn't it? Because, let's get real, Don't Play has spent 12 weeks inside the top 10 <laughs> in UK official singles chart. <laughs> yes, it has. Shoulder roll for that. Claps <laughs> <Congrats> for that. <laughs> but, guys, hold the applause because we've got more. It's also becoming the biggest song of 2021 so far by a British female artist. Woo. Yes, it has!
1: <laughs> yes. yes. yes.
0: That, that <laughs> was pretty alright. Done alright for yourself this year. Yeah. We're only in May. Yeah. Give yourself a great grade Oh my god, we're only in oh god, god. Only May. we <laughs> could do by the end of the year. <laughs> all those number ones, the 12 track number ones, yeah. babes. Yeah. Well, when you hear that and you were like talking about your younger self being like, you know, worrying, being anxious. Yeah. And then you hear a fat bat like that, are you like, oh MFG, I can't believe this has actually happened.
1: It's quite emotional, actually. Yeah. Like if I if I just thought about it for a bit longer than I am, I probably would cry in front of Mm. you, because the the person that I was found it so hard to even enter a studio and work with people I didn't know. Mm. And at the start of this year, or at the end of last year, actually, I said to myself, I'm just gonna go for it. And I'm gonna remove everything that I think negatively of myself and what other people are possibly thinking about me and just go. And do it and just enjoy it and just write music because I love it. And if I didn't, if I take myself to the beginning of my career or even a year ago, yeah. I wouldn't have gone in a studio with Niall. I wouldn't mm. have gone in a studio with with KSI. I wouldn't have gone in, done videos with Nathan at a barbecue with strangers with a skirt on. <laughs> I just wouldn't, I wouldn't have done all of this stuff. Yeah, I'm able to do Zooms like every day with, mm. with people all around the world and not feel like I'm going to die mm. because of the anxiety, like... I, I just can't believe how far I've come as a human being and that is reflected in my career and I'm so happy for myself. Yeah. <laughs> you should be. It's crazy. I think my manager is, like, more proud than anyone because she's seen, you know, the, the major lows that I've been in and we've sat there talking. About quitting, and I'm like, I need to stop because it's too much for me. So she's seen the lowest of the lows, and and I think every day she sees me now making this music with people and and it being successful. And she's like, I'm just so proud, and I'm, I'm I feel that about myself as well.
0: You should actually take the time to feel proud for yourself. Yeah. Because babe, like, there's so many people out there who are aspiring pop stars who. Like, that is a dream to be able to have someone read that fact out about them. Like, that is insane. (laughs) It's so cool. And I think a lot of people see, when you are in the public eye especially, you see, you know, you're making it rain, you're a queen, you know, notching up all these amazing facts. But then behind the scenes, behind every success, is a failure, Mm -hmm. is the ups and the downs, is, like, the lol moments when you sit back and you're literally, like, in the back of a car probably, like, what am I actually doing, like, Mm. where am I, what's going on? What are some of those moments where you've been like, WTF, like, where am I (laughs) going at this stage?
1: Many, many moments, Mm. and I felt so guilty about every one of them, purely because of what you just said, that I'm so lucky to be in this position, and so many people would give their right arm Mm. to be where I am, and I felt like shit. And I thought, I thought, how dare I? feel like this and and that's a scary place to be because you don't want to speak out and you don't want to tell people that you feel like crap and I think that's why like successful people with money and and or have a house or have a family or Mm. feel like they shouldn't complain because you know how dare we complain when we have food on our table you know and that's 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 damaging to be in that place because we all have one brain, you know? Yeah. We're all, we're all in, in the same up here. Mm. And absolutely, 100%, so many times, sat in a car and thought to myself, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? Like, I'm, I'm unhappy. I, I feel like I never was that person when I was younger that wanted fame, mm. like I wasn't like, I wanna be a pop star and yeah. I wanna be famous. I want everyone to look at me and talk about me and know my name. So when I got it, I was like, um, I don't know how to, one, I don't know how to deal with this. Mm. And two, if I'm that unhappy, then I can just stop, right? Yeah. Because I, it was never like something that I craved mm. when I was younger. So it was, it was a really hard place to be because I was so lucky and I was so unhappy. And I was like, what do I do? Mm. But this is a great thing about lockdown is that it actually made me realise how much I loved music. And it yeah. wasn't music and my career that was making me feel like that in the back mm. of the car. It was my own brain. Yeah. So yeah, that was a big realisation for me. And I was so happy about that, obviously. Because mm. like imagine thinking the thing you love doing is the thing that's making you unhappy. Yeah. And I found out it wasn't that. So it it's was so, great.
0: It's so easy. Like One of my friends, Carla, actually said this to me yesterday. She said to me, it's so easy in life for you to put all of your stresses into one thing. Mm. So I got a puppy recently and as it showed, oh my God, this puppy is literally ruining my life. Like it's so stressful. But all I was doing was putting every <laughs> single other stress that I had and channelling into this poor puppy who literally had no. no bloody idea. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, and that's such an important thing to like realise mm. and kick yourself out of. But you can't do that when like you're saying you're on the you're on the treadmill and you're going and going and going and going. So yeah. you can't take a time to stop. No. And especially in the world of music where it's constant, it's literally like you're only as big as your last hit, mm.
1: right? Scary.
0: And it's scary, isn't it? Yeah, it
1: is. It is scary. It's a scary industry, mm. like. I always feel like I've always been very outspoken to everyone I work with and I'm very strong-minded and they know me like that. So I feel like the people around me know who I am, like the person I am. But it still doesn't mean that there isn't comparisons yeah. and there isn't standards that you feel like you have to stick up with. Like, if you don't get a top five, then you're failing. And mm. if the next one ain't a top five, you better get make it a top five because you're going to get dropped. Yeah. Like, it's a constant worry for a career that you just... You just want to enjoy it. You feel like you're just like always running up against the wall. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, so. But now, obviously, I think, honestly, this pandemic has changed everything. Mm. Like, in regards to individual humans and the way that people work in the workplace, no matter what. Play, like whatever workplace that is.
0: Be that on cloud nine. Yes,
1: that, exactly. Be that wherever. Like I think the music industry has been really shocked by mm. by how how it works now. Yeah. Because the the pandemic just shut down everything. We couldn't mm. tour. That was like the main way to promote your music is to go on yeah. tour, and then we couldn't do that. I
0: make the dollar bills. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like.
1: So I think it was a shock to the system for everyone, and it's it's made everyone think again about how we work and what Mm. makes us actually happy you know I think I hate when people say oh when are things gonna get back to normal I hate that because I don't want it to get back there no we need
0: to create the I mean I hate this saying as well the new normal yeah but like new world new world we're all about the new world I'm actually (laughs) like I'm like Princess Jasmine on a magic carpet being (laughs) like show me that new world like (laughs) where is it Um, (laughs) do you know what I mean yes but like it's literally like we just need to reconfigure and just accept that that's the past and then this is the future yeah right Mm -hmm. and like because you know we've been talking about the music industry and how like you know it could be quite savage at times but you've been so lucky to have amazing friendships Mm. within that industry as well like Ed Sheeran has been a huge support to you since Day Dot so many people like it's incredible Mm. from those friendships what have they taught you what have some of those friendships taught you and helped you with or through the most
1: i think ed sheeran was always someone that i could go to for any advice on Mm. the industry because he just knows how to do it like he he's a pro at it yeah you know so every time i feel a certain way i I actually just ask him and and he always he always just tells me what he's gone through because you always think like he's so successful and everyone loves him you never think that he would have had a down day Mm. or uh, or struggled with something or worried about his next single because, you know, all of his singles are going to be number ones. But he has. Yeah. And so I, I speak to him about everything, to be honest. With Rudimental, I obviously started my touring days off of them, so I learned everything I know on stage mm. from them. And just them as people, they're so... They're all from different parts of, parts of the country. they are all f- got different backgrounds. They all... They taught me so much about culture and different types of music. And I then met Bridget and Beanie, who are two of my best friends, who are absolutely incredible. that taught me so much about everything as well. Um, who else? I mean, so many people. KSI taught me a lot about how to deal with trolls online. I feel like most of the time I just try to shrug it off or i will get annoyed right out of reply and then go to tweet it and then go, oh, take oh, no. it off. He was like, Don't, just laugh just laugh
0: and you're like what
1: and i'm like what it's not that simple is it but yeah and then
0: you did it and you were like this is actually hilarious it's actually
1: so funny <laughs> you know, when i read a bad comment about me and i'm like ha ha. <laughs> and then it's like you know he taught me about that it's yeah there's a, a lot of things that i've been taught from everyone that i've met so yeah
0: it's been amazing great. and you i mean you told me some hilarious stories about when you were touring Share It. yeah i mean <laughs> <laughs> but like you also now have the new bar that is our song. Yeah, yes, babe with Noel Holley. Yes. Like what's it been like working with him?
1: So great, Yeah. you know. He's so lovely and yeah, just so easygoing. Actually reminds me a lot of Ed. He has a lot of Ed's qualities and he's he's so talented as well, you know. He was we got in the studio and he picked up his guitar straight away and that's the first thing he played that what you hear on the track. And then he went on to the piano and I was like, all right, show off. I was like, I can't play an instrument. He's just like going around the whole thing. There he is like a one-man
0: band, literally (laughs) like, what's next, a triangle?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But he's been really fun to work with and do promo with, because obviously you have to spend a lot of time with each other after this. So it's it's good that we actually get on.
0: Well, that's a bonus, babe.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Isn't it? That's
0: definitely a bonus. And we also have talked about touring. Mm. And I mean... That is something. Are you desperate to get back to it? How do you feel about going back to it?
1: I am desperate. Yeah.
0: And when might that be happening? Do we know yet? Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you A cheeky to do tease. To me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think people are gonna know very soon. Very soon. Um, I've, it's all planned. Got the venue sorted out. Yeah. I'm so excited because I spent all this time in the studio creating stuff. That hopefully will translate in a live setting and then just having the time to actually figure out all the stage design because mm. I come from musical theater, so like you imagine a theatre show it's all about the set design yeah you it, you literally cloak blink and it's changed to another setting mm-hmm. in another, and that's what I always saw my show like, and I tried to do that, and but there was just not enough time to be able to in like the midst of everything to to just plan what you wanted on stage, but obviously now we've had time and I'm so excited for what people are gonna see when they see me on stage this time.
0: What, like an anne musical?
1: Maybe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Life's a cabaret, babes. <laughs>
1: <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Well, at the end of every episode, we always ask our queens one final question. Mm. And that's always, in the reign of your life, what is the one rule you will always live by?
1: Stand up for the people that haven't got a voice. Mm. That's me, I think, because I, I want justice for people that can't, you know, haven't got it and can't necessarily speak out for it themselves. So, yeah, when it comes to anything like that, I'm, I'm going to be the one shouting for them.
0: Yes, babes. Yeah. That is what it's about. Because yeah. it's about allyship, isn't it? Absolutely. And also being an ally to yourself. Yeah. And if you can't you can't be an ally for other people if you don't be an ally to yourself, that's right. Yep. Well that brings us to the end of the very first ever live edition of Make It Rain. Woohoo! Yay! Yes! <laughs> Thank you, babe, Thank for you. joining me for the very first ever live You're stream so Make Brilliant. It Rain. I mean, so are you, babe. Thank you
1: for always, you know, having this platform and letting people talk. Oh, uh, babe. Phil, thank you. Love you. Love you. <laughs>